Welcome to episode 31 of Flights. Football. And anything else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some, Mike. How are you doing? Well, if not uncomfortably hot because of the humidity, other than that, no complaints. Doing quite well. Good. Hey, before we get things started here, what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? Well played. I love it. I love it. Now, the only reason I knew that, um, there's those jokes on, is it Instagram? And it's usually a, a like a 20-something female talking, hey, dad, 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 what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, okay, well, maybe it's yeah. TikTok or one of the, so oh. Shelly, when she got on Instagram, was like, check this out, this is absolutely, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, that was it's a little shocker. It was a little weird. I'm like, okay, well, that figures for social media. That's a that's a one upper. Yeah, but what else are you gonna do when you get to the ball? That's, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's apropos. Um, before we get to uh, the sports today and the beer on today, hey, you know what? Anyway, before we get to that, why don't you kick off? Uh, what's our first selection today? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so uh, we have a Right Brain Brewery variety pack for tonight. And the first one out of the variety pack is the Concrete Dinosaur. It's a brown ale, India pit. Well, it's a brown rye, excuse me, brown rye IPA. Uh, the numbers on it, ABV is 7.2, uh, 60 IBUs. And the untapped rating is 3.66. Uh, and that's with 8,183 check-ins, which isn't too bad. Uh, they make a point on the can to tell you that it's with Summit, Chinook, and Simcoe hops. So those of you out there that are uh, paying attention to you know what they're brewed with, that might help you out a little bit. Looks like it won an award in the 2015 Great American Brew Festival, too, under yeah. rye beers. Yep, that it did. All right. And as you'd expect. A dark pour. Yep. You know what that thing? Speaking of pours, you know one thing I've noticed in 31 episodes: our shit pours are few and far between. Every now and then you right. have a clunker, right, right, right. But I think for the most part, at you know the last eight, ten pods, pod, uh, the pours have been money. Oh yeah, there you go. Cheers. Cheers. Whew. Ah. Uh, the rye definitely increases the bitterness a little bit. Yeah, very much so. And, uh, whew, yeah. <laughs> good thing my pour was good. Before we get into sports, the other day, just sitting at home, I had a five-day weekend, and on HDNet Movies came across the 1958 film Vertigo by oh, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. I'm not sure if you ever seen it. I didn't. I haven't seen it, but I've certainly heard of it. It's one, yeah, of, um, it's one of the more popular ones. Or yeah, which that leads me to my point. I don't really understand why, because I mean, it opens. I, I believe the premise of it is, and yes, I did watch it from start to finish. But I'll tell you why I was kind of like sidetracked here in a minute. Premise is Jimmy Stewart is a detective, and Jimmy Stewart. J J J J Jimmy Stewart, and he's a detective. And the opening scene is. And I'm going to give out a spoiler here, but hey, if you haven't seen the movie in 62 years, that's that's your fucking problem. Um, it starts out with somebody running, you assume it's a bad guy, followed by a police officer in uniform, followed by Jimmy Stewart, the detective. Um, 
he's in street, you know, he's, he's in a suit. And they're running, they're, they're in the high buildings. Uh, I think it's in San Francisco. And they're on top of buildings, you know, making jumps and whatnot. And then, I get it's 1958. Special effects aren't where they are today. So I'm not even going to knock him for that. But it's like, the cop, you know, the criminal makes the jump, no problem at all. Yeah. The cop makes the jump, a little bit of effort. And like, Jimmy Stewart is kind of like, running up to it. And there's like... Come on, there's no fucking way he's making it <laughs> running the way he's running. And he does, you know, he kind of like uh, falls into the building, slides down, catches on to an eaves trough, holding on. He yells out help. The cop stops chasing the criminal, goes back to Jimmy Stewart, and you're thinking to yourself, how the fuck is he going to save this guy from this position? This is a recipe for disaster. Anyway, the cop falls off. Jimmy Stewart looks down, sees him hit, and from that point has vertigo which naturally transpires into he falls in love from a woman from different eras, which the whole thing was kind of confusing. But anyway, the reason I bring it up is for the smoke shows. Uh, that's a little uh, tip of the cap to you, George, our guest in episode four, that were in the film. Kim Novak, who had a dual role of Madeline Elster and Judy Barton. Uh, our older folks may know her as her role in Falcon Crest. And Barbara Belgettis who played Midge Wood in Vertigo. Um, she's arguably best known for being the matriarch of the series Dallas. Okay. Uh, she passed away in 2005 at 82, but Kim Novak is still alive at age 87, and now I doubt she looks as good as she did in 1958, but if, if you watch the movie, the eye candy of those two women... You wonder if Jimmy Stewart or Alfred Hitchcock were getting a little something on the side <laughs> or something, because these two are smoke screens, and... Going back to episode 30, if I had a free pass, I may put 1958 Kim Novak on that free pass list. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do it at 87. You know, I'd have to, see, right. I'd have to see a recent picture of her. Right. But anyway, so. Well, you bring up the free pass, so I got to go back. And um, so I, I don't know if it was a free pass, but it was certainly I got teased a lot by my better half back in the day with. Uh, the speed from speed? Yeah. Uh, Sandra uh, Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that was pathetic that I couldn't come up with that right now. But uh, Sandra Bullock, I guess, if, if I had a pass, that was my pass. Fair enough. Solid selection. Yeah. You know, solid, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, to not be able to come up with it, I mean, it must not have been that much in dread. In well, I, I think at the time I was still, I was I was thinking and didn't want to drag the pot on for 20 minutes trying to think of who who, who the pass was or who would be my pass. But, but uh, you know, after the pod, we were talking about it, and it dawned on me, so I wanted to make that correction. All right, and I, too, was get, got my balls busted on my selections because a few of the listeners reached out to me and, like, what, no Jennifer Aniston? And I'm like, come on, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston is chalk. I mean, that's everybody's choice. So, I mean, you know, like, why, why belittle... She's why, like the why, village bicycle. Yeah, why, why beat the dead horse? I mean, everybody knows Jennifer Aniston's a free pass, although... The way the way the way the stars uh, break up with her all the time, there's got to be something to that. But well, that's another pod. Yeah, that's a, that's a mystery in itself. Um. Anyway, this week I saw a T-shirt when Liz and I were in Mackinac City last Monday. Older guy, even older than me, which is hard to believe. He's uh, possible walking down the street one way. I'm walking down the street the other way. I look at it, kind of chuckle. It's got the Major League logo on the front. Above the Major League logo, logo, it says opening day 2020. And then below the Major League logo, it says longest rain delay in history. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a cool shirt. But 
Said rain delay ends Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. Uh, so on episode 32, we'll actually have real baseball to discuss. Have some baseball to talk about. Now, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to watch it, definitely, just to see what it's like. Just, yep. you know, you're going to be able to hear more of this, that, and the other. And like I said on previous pods, you know, fans with no games with no fans, like you might say, well, you're not even there. What do you care? But it, it's ironic that if you watch ESPN commercials, yeah, baseball is back. You right. know the highlights they show: Don Mattingly retrieving or going for a foul ball, reaching into the stands, dips into a popcorn bucket of a young kid, probably six, seven years old, right. and eating a couple pieces of that kid's popcorn. Um, other fan shots of the game. So it's like, well, why are you marketing this way? Because there aren't going to be any fans in the game. Right. So, right. Yeah. you know, show Barry Bonds is pissed off looking the outfield standing all alone as he is in every other instance of his baseball career. Right. You know, you got to embrace what's happening. There's not going to be any fans, so why say baseball is back and show Don Mattingly ribbing a young fan by eating his popcorn? Have a little issue with that, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, um, and I'll talk about that if we talk about a little golf later, which I think we're going to, but keep going. Yeah, and now some, there's like some special rules, obviously, because this is a special season. You know, opening day is on July 23rd, 2020, so April, May, June, basically four months late. Uh, when camps open, you can have 30 guys on your active roster. It drops to 28 in two weeks. It drops to 26 in four weeks. I have no issue with that. Hey, people are throwing things together. People are going to test positive for COVID, this, that, and the other, whatever. I have no problem with that. The DH is used in both leagues. I personally don't have a problem with that because, after all, Edgar Martinez, David Ortiz, one of the hardest things to do in, in sports is hit a baseball. Those two could do nothing but hit a baseball. I say keep those guys alive, Right. let them play. I have no problem with that. Um, the one that I'm struggling with, extra inning games in regular season. So not the playoffs, but in regular season, each half inning begins with a runner on second base. Yeah. I knew you weren't going to like that I, one. It's, it's dumb. It's not baseball. Hey, time, COVID, injury. Then you know what? Then your record, just like the NFL, you know, uh, the Tigers beat the White Sox on Friday, seven to nothing. They're one and zero on Saturday. It's four to four after nine. The the White Sox are zero one and one. The Tigers are one zero and one. That's that's not baseball. It, it, starting runner on second base is dumb. I don't like it. It's it it's yeah. it's softball beer league shit because you don't want to pay the umpire. The umpire's like, hey. I'm only getting paid $22 or $50 or whatever umpires make. Right. It's dumb. I do not like that rule. Yeah. And some people that are used to being able to stay there for extra innings and get their money's, get real money worth, get their real money's worth, you know, that's what they're going to be looking forward to. Right. Well, 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 why do you think they did it that way, though? Well, probably because of the no fans. Yeah. With no fans there. It's like, well, why do we need to be here till 3 in the morning when there's nobody here anyway? So that's the only plus right. that I'll give the decision. Yeah. But like I said, again, if that's the case, there's no fans here. Hey, tie game. You get a tie <laughs> in the record. Right. I mean, so instead of being 1-1 one and one or 2-0, and oh, you're 1-0-1. Oh right. Or 0-1-1. Oh, one one. So I really... I'm going to watch it. It's going to be interesting. Um... 
I don't know what you do when said champion is crowned. Let's assume the season plays. You, you, you're going to have guys test positive, but yeah. hopefully they're not the, you know, doesn't just debilitate an entire team. Right. And the team's like, well, geez, we got to forfeit because 19 of our players tested positive. But it's like, well, I don't. Probably not going to happen, but could. A, a 60 games, I mean, is that really a champion? Or is it, hey, in 2020, the Chicago Cubs won the, sure. air quotes, World Series just to keep fans interested and keep the game. And probably, most importantly of all, so the players can collect 37% of their salary right. is why we're playing the 60-game season as opposed to just saying, you know what, hopefully in April we can start it off, April 2021, we can start it off and be done with it. Right. But Yep. Um, anything else on baseball? No. Uh, which one next? Golf? Yeah. All right. Let's do the golf. Uh, you said you, you... Yeah. I watched probably as much golf this weekend as I have in any six-month period, mainly because I saw a lot on social media of Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. What a... Fien- I don't even know if phenom's the right word, but, oh, man, this guy is big, you know... And I turn on the TV and I'm like, hmm, well, you know, by no means is the guy a pussy or anything, but, right. you know, the stuff that I watch, yeah, I mean, you know, like the Eddie Shaw and the Robert o- Obrust and Brian, Eddie Shaw, Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, those guys that are like six foot nine, 360, six, nine, 350 is a big man. Right. You know. Bryson DeChambeau is small compared to those guys. Well, right. I mean, they're just talking in golf terms. I don't think they were talking in the grand scheme of, you know, NBA, NFL, um, and, you know, that kind of anyway, stuff. Anyway, I, so. I thought it was funny because on the 15th on Friday, he had ripped a 10, pretty much took him out of contention. contention. And I tweeted out that on that particular hole, I might have, and I put might have in caps, yeah. I might have been been able to beat Bryson DeChambeau on the uh, 10th hole, on the 15th hole on Friday of the Memorial because yeah. he shot a 10. 10, right. So, um, and done, then... and then one of those in my, in my time. And then we move to Saturday. Tony Finau leading the tournament, just striping the ball. Thank you, Ryan Whitney. <laughs> Left and right, perfectly, just... And then, fucking guy folded like a cheap tent. <laughs> I mean, on yeah. Saturday, I mean, he just collapsed. Yeah, yeah. It, I, and I mean, he's not even really on the leaderboard today, and he was leading the thing at the turn Saturday, and then just. I played some junior tournament golf, and you know, I was on the golf team in high school. Uh, so, you know, to tell you like what what happens or or how that happens is there's a thousand different ways. And and the interesting thing is for people like me when we watch that, um, it's kind of like, oh, help me out. It's it's uh, you don't want to see it happen, and you feel bad for the guy. But on the same level, you're like, you know what? Shit happens to me. Shit right. happens to you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it kind of makes it all normal. Like, you know, you, you can identify with it to an extent. Right. Um, he actually, he lost another six places today, uh, although he did shoot, or he finished two under. 
But John Ram and Ryan Palmer are duking Ram. it out right now uh, to finish up. I think everybody else is... No, 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 no. There's a few people out there. No, Tony's still out there. He's got another hole or two. But Ram, last, as I walked over to the Cell Studios here, yeah. Ram was uh, six strokes up. Is it close? He's it? three strokes up. Oh! Now. So he must have pulled a little... Uh, must have had a little Tony Fino in him today because he was six strokes up as I walked over oh, here. Oh, yeah. So he had two birdies on the front nine. So he was six strokes up. And so, you know, when you start thinking about your score, when you start thinking about can I win this tournament, or you start thinking about other things other than just executing golf shots, um, if you take your mind off of just the simple process of just executing golf shots that you've done a thousand times over, it goes to hell in a handbasket. So he started off the back nine with a bogey, number 11, double bogey, uh, parred the next two, and just finished his last hole, number 14, with a bogey. So uh, he's got to be able to try to, at this point, I'm going to guess um, at 6.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, if he's a player at all, which he is, he's he's going to turn it around. He's gonna he's gonna okay get back to what I was doing before. Try to you know try to keep my three stroke lead. Uh, not try to do anything fancy. Uh, if he wins this, and I think you are aware of this too, uh, he's been uh, in the world ranking. Uh, he's been number two for a little bit. Um, if he wins this today. Then he becomes uh, number one world rank. All right. Um, Which will get him all kinds of money. And I don't understand, you know, cause he, and nobody talks about his physique, but he's put together pretty well, too. So, I, I mean, uh, was, most of these guys. Was are, DeChambeau like a 136 pound weakling beforehand? Or? I, I guess. Because actually, DeChambeau I mean, actually had more of a gut than John Robb does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think he just, he yeah, he put on some weight. Uh, to try to be able to hit the ball a little bit farther. Right. Well, and he was hitting the ball far, that's for yeah. sure. And then uh, before we were rate Concrete Dinosaur, I want to sh- uh, give my uh, typical Eldrick jab. Uh, you notice that uh, Jason Day, I don't know yeah. if you saw any of the tournament, but as he went down to pick the ball out of the hole, th- there was oh. obvious discomfort in his back. Yeah. He finished, though, oh, yeah. unlike Eldrick. Eldrick. Uh, Eldrick likes to pick up his club and go home. <laughs> so... Live in the past, Aldrick. <laughs> All right, are we, are we going to rate this? Unfortunately, we're going to have to because it's part of the pod. Yeah. But it, it, you're uh, okay. Pulse, so, so you go first. I'm going first. We don't have too many rye beers here. Well, let's keep it that way. The initial taste caught me off guard. Not something, not horrible, but not something I would have a ton of. And it's just probably my palate, so... I'm gonna stick with the untapped crowd. I'm gonna go with a 3.45. Yikes! A little high, you think? Uh, based on my rankings, yes. A couple pods ago, I said we were due for a clunker, and in my opinion, Concrete Dinosaur is a clunker. Did not like it at all. Almost makes me long for Hazel's nuts in my mouth. I'm gonna go with a 198. I mean, obviously. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you were referring to that beer we tried in, in uh, episode one. Yes. Or yes, was it yes. the trailer? No, that, that was. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even think we rated beers in the trailer. Okay, yeah. No. But yeah, it was episode one, Hazel's Nuts. Um, <laughs> it, and that was terrible. And 
I did not care much at all for the concrete dinosaur. So, oh, what did you have it at? I missed 1. it. 1.98. 1.98. Tell us how you feel, Mike. Oh, hey, we're we're on our second tasting already, Mike. And time flies when you're having fun, Dave. We are having fun. The second one up is Spiny Norman. This is a rice IPA with Simcoe hops. Uh, the namesake, for those of you that aren't aware, is uh, from the Monty Python uh, comedic series. Uh, like its Monty Python-inspired namesake, this IPA strikes a balance between ferocious and playful. Spiny Norman's recipe gets its spines from the rice and Simcoe hops. It's a clean, sharp, and effervescent rice IPA. Expect a floral aroma, a light golden color, and notes of citrus and pine. And if... Uh... It tastes slightly better than a bottle of warm piss. It'll be better than the concrete dinosaur. <laughs> Here we go. So let's get this bad boy tasted. Yeah, much lighter color than the concrete dinosaur. Another fantabulous pour. All See right. the traditional IPA shit floating in the bottom. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. There, there we go. go. Yeah, there we go. All right. Right Marine Brewery is off the hook. Totally for, redeemed yourself. For, the, for that colossal failure of the concrete dinosaur. Um, hey, before we get into, into TDIS today, um, it's not, today is July 19th, right. 2020. But it's kind of related now because it happened two days ago, July 17th. Now you might say, well, that's not this day in sports. Well, couple things number one it's our pod podcast we'll ad lib where we want sure number two um it's relevant because we got baseball starting up opening day is thursday right and number three it's not like i said hey did you know on uh 38 years ago february 11th this happened right it's two days yeah we're talking two days i mean we we, we recorded episode 30 on january january july 14th was it <laughs> 14th or 15th? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. No, it was the 12th, was it? No, the, the, that that was Sunday. 13th is Monday. Yeah, so Tuesday the 14th. Oh, correct. It was on a Tuesday. And then Sorry. This happened Friday the 17th, and now we're doing um, episode 31 on right. Sunday the 19th. And it's so bizarre, I had to share it because okay. it, it's so close. And then, we, then we'll get into our the actual This Day in Sports. Okay. 30 years ago Friday, on July 17th, the Minnesota Twins became the one and only team to turn two triple plays in one game. That's in 200,000 games. <laughs> Roughly, not exactly that. Right, right, okay. you know, basically, 200,000 games. Come on, Mike, get your shit It's your data never together. happened other than on July 17th, 1990. The Minnesota Twins... We're at my beloved Boston Red Sox. Bottom of the fourth inning, Tom Brunanski, who, by the way, was a former Minnesota twin, mm. steps up, screamer to Gary Gaetti, the third baseman, steps on third, throws the second, over to first, Kent Herbeck. Bang. Five, four to three, Gary Gaetti to Al Newman to Kent Herbeck. Four innings later, fast forward, Jody Reed comes up with the bases loaded, nobody out. Hits one to Gary Gaetti. Gary Gaetti steps on third, throws to Al Newman at second, over to Kent Herbeck at first. Triple play, two triple plays in one game. 
When asked to this day what Kent Herbeck feels about it, his first, his one and only response was regret. Meaning being because after really? that third triple play to get out of the eighth inning and go to the ninth, he simply rolled the ball to the pitcher's mound and ran to the Twins' dugout. <laughs> Not thinking it was like, hey, you know, I mean, but in yeah. 200,000 games, it's happened one time. So even though it's not an actual TDIS because it happened 30 years ago, two days ago, right? with baseball coming up and it involving my Red Sox and it only happening once in 200,000 games, I wanted to bring it up. And, oh, by the way, yeah, the Red Sox won that game one to nothing. Uh, of course. I don't think you'd bring it up if they lost. Probably not. I'd probably be too pissed. <laughs> Hey, can I bring up something that happened uh, a, f- a couple days ago? An actual, well? an, an, oh, an actual, oh, an actual, a couple days ago. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a couple days ago. Uh, I just want to give a shout out, uh, a birthday shout out to our big, beloved, hairy American winning machine, Ricky Bobby, turned 49 years old on July 16th. I just want to give a shout out to Ricky Bobby. Drive it like you stole it, Ricky Bobby. So, uh, the big 4-9 on July 16th. If you uh, go on social media, you can actually see his driver's license. So Happy birthday, Ricky. All right, this day in sports. You going first or you want me to do it? I'm going first. All right, go ahead. All right, so this day in sports, uh, because we, if you've been following along and you're caught up on your pods, uh, we've been talking about this Wimbledon thing, how for the last five weeks uh, there's been a Wimbledon championship on this day in sports somehow. Um, I've been asked by the listeners, Dave, not to interrupt you. Yep. I've been asked by the listeners. But you're going to anyway. That's fine. There's no T in it. Wimbledon. Yes. D-O-N. I know. I, I've been told. It's my it. Midwest vernacular, right? All right. Hey. I've, been, I've been told to defend some of the listeners, and they're debating on whether or not, and we can't afford to lose any listeners, so it's Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah Wimbledon. Sorry. Uh, potato, potato, whatever. Go screws. Anyway. Um... So Wimbledon, men's champion uh, in the first Wimbledon, men's champion, 27-year-old Spencer Gore. And then in 188, that was 1877. In 1884, uh, the first women's champion, Maud Watson. So those were that's my first. I, I, I pinned those two together. Maud's an old lady name. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Marjorie or... What was the sitcom that that spun off from? Maud. Uh, ooh, just oh, uh, it's gonna come to me, but not right away. And there's uh, no way we could research this, Dick, because that was totally uh, out of the blue. <laughs> Maud, oh fuck, what did that spin off of? Uh, definite '70s, maybe into early '80s. Uh, uh, yeah, both things. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> staying on the theme of what I gave for the 30th anniversary of the first ever July 19th, 1909. So only 111 years ago, Cleveland Indian shortstop Neil Ball completes the first modern MLB unassisted triple play in the Indian 6-1 win over the Red Sox. Uh-oh, the Red Sox lose that yeah, one. Yeah, they lost that All one, right. but hey, I mean, again, like my one from two, day, two days ago, that it's happened once in 200,000, the first ever. Yeah. So Neil Ball... Turn the first ever unassisted triple play. He's kind of ballsy. Yeah, way to go, Neil. Uh, all right, I'm going to lump these together because um, uh, at least the uh, back in the day Tour de France, uh, 1903 was the first tour, 
and that was won by French rider Maurice Guerin. He won the inaugural event. Now, a couple uh, side notes too. 1942, uh, if you know your history pretty well, you know that date. Uh, the German occupiers confiscated bikes uh, in that one, so they didn't run in 1942. They kind of went out to that stage and they looked for their like, hey, where's our bikes? Uh, in 1981 was the last Tour de France um, won by a Frenchman again, uh, Hinault. If you're into the Tour de France, you would recognize that name. He won quite a few times and has not gotten his championship stripped from him. After that, I think they changed it. I think next week we'll probably see another, we'll see a, either next week or the week after, we'll see a more Tour de France wins. Up to you. Go. Are they having Tour de France this year? I don't think they are. I think they canceled it. Oh. All right. Not that I'd have been watching anyway, but I just thought I'd ask. Uh, 87 years ago today, July 19th, 1933, first time in Major League Baseball history, two brothers on opposite teams hit homers in the same game. Rick Farrell of the Red Sox versus Wes Farrell of the Indians. That's pretty cool. So... Fewer brothers getting together, family reunions and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Do and you they, think and they, they argued about which one hit the ball farther? Probably if the guy who hit it further was on the losing team. Oh, the right. Guy, I mean, the guy, and I didn't research it that much because that wasn't the significance of the this day in sports. But, um, you know, like if, if, if yeah. Wes from the Indians hit <laughs> one that went just over the wall and the Indians won 3-1, to one, it really wouldn't have mattered if Rick hit his 650 feet. Because True. Wes would just be like, hey, we won the game, shut up. Yeah. Also, uh, more British Open uh, going with uh, some golf again. More British Open uh, championships on this day in sports. 1987, Nick Faldo, first major by him uh, in the British Open. And then in 1990, he won another one. And then in 1992, he won his third. I don't know if that at that point he was Sir Nick Faldo, but he was knighted uh, because he was uh, he was ranked uh, world ranked number one for 97 weeks. So if you look yeah. back in like the 80s, uh, Nick was kicking some ass in the golf world. I think the Sir came later, but yeah, yeah probably they don't, they don't usually yeah, do that right away. Don't quote me on that. Right. To you, sir. All right. Um, it's not so much that this event happened is what I'll share at the end of it. That's kind of like a head scratcher to me. On July 19th, 1989, or 31 years ago today, the NFL owners vote unanimously to form the World League of American Football. It started play in 1991, and in 1991-1992, there were seven North American teams and three teams in Europe. For whatever reason, the league stopped, and there were no seasons in 93 or 94. And then in 95, the teams were in Europe, and it eventually became NFL Europe. In and of itself, it's like, yeah, big fucking deal. Who cares? But what's baffling to me is just as we get older and how time flies, this, the uh, World League of American Football slash NFL Europe slash NFL right. Europa <laughs> actually was in existence from 1991 to 2007. So that's 16 years. They had a two-year hiatus. So that's 14 years they were in business. And I vaguely, 
Right. Remember it. Right. And there's one team that I actually, when I saw that this happened, boom, one team came to mind. So what team comes to your mind when you hear World League of American Football slash NFL Europe? Um, the uh, the Winchester uh, Wranglers. Let me see if they were one negative. Um, the only one that came to my mind was, and they were in it the entire year, uh, 91 to 2007, was the Frankfurt Galaxy. Oh, okay. That's the one I did remember. Some of the United States teams, and again, the United States teams only were 91, 92. I was just making some shit up. We had I the, just, I, the Galaxy, though, now that you mentioned that, I, I do remember that. And I do, when I say United States teams, I have to correct the North American teams. Yeah, there you go. Were the Birmingham Fire, the Montreal Machine, the New York, New Jersey Knights, which I think was a USFL team name as well, the Ohio Glory, the Orlando Thunder, the Raleigh Durham Skyhawks, who only played 91, then folded up shop. Yeah. Must have moved to Ohio because the Ohio Glory were only in 92. And then you had the Sacramento Surge and the San Antonio Riders. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just thought it was fun. The Scottish Claymores, I vaguely remember they were 95 to 2004. What's a Claymore? I have no idea. Probably okay. weighs more than the hen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if the listeners can hear that, Mike, but they might be coming for you. They might be. That's all right. But I walked over, so they're not getting me for drinking and driving. <laughs> uh, do you have any more or no? No, I'm done. All right, before we rate Spiny Norman, I do have one indirect TDIS. Okay. And it relates to, because all anybody who's listened to any of the 31, I think I've closed all 31 with my signature close, which I do give credit where it's due. Correct. 55 years ago today, Stuart Scott was born. Shut so, the front door. So today would have been Stuart Scott's 55th Another. birthday. So happy birthday, Stuart. Cheers to Stuart. You're a meaningful part of the closing segment of this pod. Thank you very much. And and a lot and and ESPN and everything else you did. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he was brilliant. He, he was as cool as the other side of the pillow. I did. It's funny you say that. I read so much about him, looking for the quote, you know, for the back of our new T-shirts. Um, I read a lot about him, and I never came across that his birthday was coming up. Yep. Or if I did, it just didn't dawn on me because I was looking for, you know, all of his quotes and all the all the pretty cool shit he did. And to this day, like if I get up in the middle of the night to take a leak, when I get to the bed. I do flip the pillow over, and it yep. is cooler than the pillow that I left. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's rate Spiny Norman, Dave. Let's do that. All right, I'm going first. Obviously, no shock to the listeners. It's going to be well above the 198. Um, Pretty clean through. IPA taste. Yep. I didn't get the floral aroma that the can said, but that not that that's a deal breaker for me because um, I don't really care about the floral aroma. But on tap was 3.71, and I'm going to go right along the on tap, and I'm going to go 3.69, pun intended. So I thought this had a great IPA taste. I know it's a rice IPA, but pretty traditional what you expect, you know, if you're if you're a standard IPA person. And I think the untapped crowd is right on target. Um, I enjoyed this. I could have... A couple more and a lot of times as the listeners know that's kind of like my that's my litmus test for what I'm gonna rate it I'm gonna go 3.79 fair enough outside you like that one better than I did because I actually liked it a lot myself 
Yeah, we're talking about one-tenth of a point, so it ain't that big of a deal. But. Yeah, right. All right, Mike. Here we go. We're going to get into our third tasting from Right Brain Brewery. This is Spinal Crusher Double IPA. This is 7.5% alcohol, 55 IBUs. The untapped rating is 3.80, but with only 522 check-ins. So that brings up a point. When I first was looking for this, it said Spinal Tapper. Spinal Tapper was the name on uh, Untapped, but uh, I finally found it. Uh, they might have changed the name. I'd have to call up there and ask. I'm not sure, but this is the Spinal Crusher. Uh, I got this uh, a couple weeks ago along with the pint glasses we're about to pour these into. I bought a couple of those. Wonderful pint glasses, Dave. And by the way, it's because of this podcast, I may have to get a new cupboard for our, our beer tasting pod, uh, pint glasses. For sure. So let's crack this. And I, I noticed that, uh, is there an abundance of uh, prehistoric creatures in the Traverse City area? Because this is uh, Maybe. two out of three cans. Um, the concrete dinosaur, our first tasting, has the old... Brontosaurus? Is that the one yeah, of the long neck? I think that's a Brontosaurus. <laughs> Is that yeah. the one of the long neck Brontosaurus? Yeah. And then uh, the old spinal crusher, I believe, is a pterodactyl. It is a pterodactyl. So, you know, I don't yeah. know. There, there may, know. Be a, may have been some discoveries up in the Traverse City area. That or the brewmaster or who's ever in charge of uh, marketing uh, has younger kids and has dinosaurs all over the house. That's probably just that's as good an explanation as any. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, as they say in the business, you save the best for last. Um, How do you like that, Mike? I know you're going to oh, like that, that a lot. Yeah, that's... that's. Yep. Hence what I said, you save the best for last. Right. Um, hey, before we get to the random questions, just some r random topics. I absolutely love it. I don't know if any of our listeners remember. I mean, this is probably pre-COVID, because I know the... Um, EPOD FFA ice picks were in fuego at the time. So I know hockey was still being played, which by the way, they start up August 1st. So we'll see if right. We'll see if the Twitter account can still give out the picks like they were. But so I know hockey was still being played, but do you remember the episode where we had talked about that on Spitting Chicklets that yeah. Jeremy Roenick was fired from NBC? Yeah. Because I he do. said he'd like to have a threesome yep. with his wife and uh, Catherine Tappan. Right. And then he said, uh, regarding Patrick Sharp, his, he wouldn't say no right away if he <laughs> asked him to sleep with him. Right. Well, anyway, our boy Jeremy Roenick has filed an anti-straight <laughs> discrimination lawsuit against NBC. And I absolutely love it, support it, commend him. And my guess is what will happen is that at some point, the two sides will get together and say, "All right, look, you were under contract for another 19 months or whatever it was. Sure. You were in, you were to be paid 1.4 million dollars, and they'll settle out of court for a million. Right. That's what I'm guessing. But I like the ballsy move, and it, it it's funny, and there are actually valid points that Ronick brings up is because. And I'm scrolling through my phone here. I'm trying to find the name of the skater 
anyway, I, while I'm looking for the skater, he went to his NBC bosses and said, hey, look, this guy, oh, there it is right here. The suit points to controversy over promotional video involving NBC figure skating commentators Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, which involved some vulgar language and insinuation of an affair. Hmm. The suit notes that neither Weir nor Lipinski were suspended or terminated. Ronick said that he, Ronick said that he had also told Flood, somebody who worked for NBC, sure. that Weir used colorful commentary about skaters, body parts during the 2018 Olympics. Flood allegedly responded that Weir is gay and can say whatever he wants. <laughs> so nice. I actually like the angle of that. I was like, hey, look, I mean, right, I'm straight, and I said whatever I wanted, right, and. Because this is because he's straight, it's not going to go to trial. And like I said, I think there's going to be out of the settlement court. But I give a double thumbs up to Mr. Ronick for going after he a, probably, double, a he, double standard. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think all he wants is he probably just wants the money he would have made had he not been fired. Sure. Yeah. And absolutely. and I give a double thumbs up because it makes sense. Because as we covered Did twenty we? pods ago. He didn't even say anything wrong. He didn't say like, "Oh, I'd like to kill that woman and you know rip right. her insides out" or nothing like that. He said, hey, "She's pretty hot. I'd like to have a threesome with right. her and my wife." Right. Did Flood really say he's gay and he can yes. say whatever he wants? Yes. Okay. So that's why I think NBC will like, "Oh fuck, we fucked." Hey, yeah. What do you want? And then they'll be an out of court settlement. <laughs> right. So double thumbs up to uh, Jeremy Ronan. Uh, before the random question day, got anything yeah. else? Be- no, just this week it was a. The only thing we, you know, we talked a lot, a lot about golf, and I had uh, my son, my daughter had the car which had my son's golf clubs in him, so I, I let him borrow my clubs. He's borrowed them before, uh, and I think maybe one of his friends, and those of you that have golfed before, you know, when you were younger and maybe not thinking as much, um, you would loosen the the, you would loosen the clip on the strap that holds the clubs onto the back thinking, ha ha, it's funny if you take off and the clubs fall onto the ground, right? Well, uh, my clubs fell onto the ground and snapped snap my driver shaft. So, um, you know, that was kind of an ordeal, a, a conversation to have with him. And so, you know, and he was good. He called from the golf course, say, hey, you know, hey, you know, your driver broke, you know, I'll pay for it and do whatever I got to do. So that was awesome. But, uh, you know, when I, I, so this week, you know, it's just a pain in the ass to go and get that fixed. And so to get a, you know, I went and we're going to get a new shaft in there and everything will be all good. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm bummed. So other than that. So the fix of the shaft, I'm not a golfer. Right. The fix of the shaft is quite a bit cheaper than just going on by another driver absolutely 100 percent. so right. it's going to be about 100 to 120 bucks to put a new uh shaft in the club it would be to buy a new club would be 400 bucks 399 350 oh, okay. well, yeah. something like that all right so yeah i just gave up my driver the, the golfer <laughs> i am um be like, all right be like tin cup just yeah. use mr wiggle mr seven iron every shot yes sir all right another kevin costner reference Kevin Costner's been brought up a lot. Of it. We're gonna have to ask, start asking him to sponsor us. Wait, I could. I'll email him tomorrow. Sounds good. All right, this week's random question. Hit me. What are we're gonna go three, two, one, back and forth? 
ping pong like we normally do. What are your three biggest turnoffs? And uh, wait a second. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, I'm not talking of the sexual nature, and I know that's a shock coming from this guy. That is you a know, shock. Stunner alert. I'm, you know, I'm talking turnoff that people do. And it, it could be, and you don't Something have to. Something that pisses me off. Right, and you don't have to name the person. I mean, it could be your significant other, sure. it could be your offspring, it could be your sibling, it could be your friend, it could be your podcast host, it could be your neighbor, it could be a total stranger. Mm-hmm. Name them or not name them is up to you. And I'm going to give a, I'm going to give an honorable mention because it was apropos based on episode 31, and then I'll let you give your number three, and then I'll give my three, and we'll go from there. But the honorable mention is. You never answer anybody's joke, Dave. For fuck's sakes, even if you heard it, you play along. So I did bad I, at the beginning. Yeah, of the you pod. did bad at the beginning, uh, of it, and that was funny because I already, me. You I already me had so many I know, times. but it's like, wait a second, you never finished somebody's joke. You you say no, what did what, and then you let, and then you go, <laughs> and you give a fucking patronizing laugh. You never give, you never fucking say somebody's joke. I felt I so mean, good about knowing. I know, something but I wasn't. That, you... that wasn't a trivia question, you fucker. It was a, hey, what did Cinderella say when she gets to the ball? And then you say, even in, even but if I you know this one, I know this you one. You can't do it. You can't do it. So that would be my number three had I not had my three listed before we started the pod. But anyway, your number three right. turn off of people. So I'm sitting there trying to merge with traffic or get onto a busy road, and you're sitting there, and you're sitting there, and you're sitting there, and you're, there and you're like, ah. Oh. You know, and, oh, I could go right, ah, I want to be safe. You know, I don't want to cause an accident or piss somebody off. And you, and then, uh, you know, and then lo and behold, you know, there's one car in the middle of two packs. And you're like, all right, well, shit, you know, I'd, I'd like to pull out in front of this person. And they fucking turn without putting on their blinker. No blinker. They just turn. And you could have gone, yeah. but now the next pack is coming at 90 miles an hour. And you're like, shit. So that, you know, you're sitting in the seat, the kids are in the back, and you're like, motherfucker, <laughs> you know. All right. I, yeah, that, I, that is a bitch. I hate that. Merging the traffic is a bitch. My number three, not that we use our phones often to talk. I mean, they're great for everything, but they fail miserably when you're trying to talk to somebody. But my number three turnoff is you call me. Hey, Mike, hey, did you see the Super Bowl last night? Yeah, oh, Dave, it was a great game. Today, you know. Oh, yeah, tomorrow we're doing this. And, oh, yeah, hey, David, you know. Oh, yeah, about that. I can't do it. Hey, um, I got to go. So, hate to cut this short. And I'm like, well, wait a second, motherfucker. You called me. If you're that fucking pressed for time, why are you calling me? Right. I mean, so you, <laughs> you obviously couldn't have been that busy because you called me. And then when I start to elaborate and start to get a conversation going, you're going to fucking speed me up? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Then you should have waited until you had more time. I didn't. If I call you and you say, hey, I'm really kind of busy, can I right. call you back? No problem. Right. You call me and don't want to listen to my fucking answer? Like, fuck you. Right. Why are you doing that? That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, that's my number three. All right. So my number two, right? Yep. I hate to interrupt you, but. But you do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. That's number two. Uh, I had nothing else. Right. And my yeah. number two is probably as short and simple as that is chopping snass slash snapping of your gum. Yep. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? 
I would rather you come up and punch me in the temple. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I fucking you guys, hate you. I, I want to kill you. I see this. I want to kill you. There's, I mean, I would rather have you slit my throat and have blood spurt everywhere than have me listen to you chop and snap your gum like a psychopath. I hate your guts. That that is yeah. my number two, okay. and it should be my number one. But my number one is actually even oh, more brain curdling than right. my number two. Okay, so I guess my number one because you didn't give me this beforehand, so I got to think of this off the top of my head real quick. I guess my number one would be something like that, uh, but it would be table manners and the scraping of the fork on the teeth. So whether it's oh. whether it, I guess sipping soup would be in the same category, but if we're eating and that that's a pet peeve of my uncle Fred. My uncle Fred had announced at a dinner table to somebody that was doing that and said, "I guess my I guess your soup is much hotter than mine." Yeah, so I get you there. But, uh, you know, the scraping of the teeth on the fork. So, you know, a lot of times what I'll say to family So, like, or almost like nails on a chalkboard. It thing. is nails yeah. on a chalkboard to me because, you know, I'm like, hey, how's that fork? They're like, what? I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like you're trying to eat the fork. All right. And before I give you my number one, I got to throw out a disclaimer. Half of our six listener audience. Six million, you mean? Yes, that's what I meant. Six, half of our six million audience prefers the random question to be truly random. And you said since you didn't let me know this ahead of time. Right. So I, I accommodated half of our six million audience <laughs> because they don't like when there's any scripting. Right. Scripting? Is that even a word? Scripting? Script. <laughs> so anyway, that's why I kept it to myself. I had another one. And I almost went with it. For episode 33, when we're back at the South Studio, yeah. I have an idea for a random question that's going to be truly random. But anyway, my number one, can't stand ya, body odor. <laughs> I, I, especially in my line of work, I'm in, minute, super, I'm in the supermarket. Oh, no, trust I'm me. Good. If you stink, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and then when I'm in the supermarket, and it comes real in handy a lot this time that we live in when you're wearing a mask and nobody can see your mouth moves and it's like excuse me sir where's the diet coke with lime and it's like uh shampoo's aisle six because you fucking stink <laughs> get away from me and it, it just and it's a scent that sits with you forever and you might say well what if somebody's homeless it's like you know what there are homeless shelters i i don't i'm not making fun of the homeless but Jump into a river, do something. Now, that's another podcast that I don't like to bathe in a river or like because I think that's just absolutely disgusting. But if I'm going to absolutely stink, yeah. if you stink, yeah. why are you in the supermarket? If you stink that bad, get away from me. Right. Go go get a bar of soap and go clean up and then come back to the supermarket. That is my biggest pet peeve. Even if it's a medical condition, if it's a medical condition and you stink, you suck. I don't want you anywhere near me. Get away from me because you stink. <laughs> because even even right. the poorest of people can maintain some personal hygiene. Well, can sure. 
And, and there's no reason at all that you, okay, yeah, you you play basketball for nine hours, you know, at the oh, local yeah. YMCA, and you walk by me and like, whoo, you can say that. That's a that's a, a hint, a tart, a, a body odor. Like, hey, fuck, David's sweating his ass off. Right. That's not the fucking body odor I'm talking. I'm talking about the d- deep, saturated stench right. of body armor, yeah. body armor, body body odor. It's just like, oh god, I hate that. It's like, like if I'm, you I'm stink that bad, get away ex- from me. I, oh, and it's like I, I experience it regularly. <laughs> it's like get away from me. You stink. And I'm thinking to myself, I fucking hate you. Get away from me. I mean, even if you if you rip a fart and it's like, whoa, God, that's bad. I can even chuckle at that. It's like, whoa, dude, that was a good one. Right. I mean, even even though it makes it my eyes water, but body odor is a strange. It's here and gone. It's here and gone, but the other one is yeah. Yeah, the body odor is just a demented. Like, oh, I'm. And then every time you like you associate it was like. When you when somebody stinks that bad and you see red, every time you see red, your senses are like that's that body odor. So, How oh, often do you run into that? Would you say quarterly? Let's say quarterly. Okay, so quarterly. four times a year. Okay. Four right. times. Yeah, there's odors that like that's tart. Yeah. But no, but I'm the odor I'm talking about is like quarterly, probably yeah. four times a year, where it's like Jesus. You, you might have a couple nightmares. Exactly. Between the next one. Yeah, and it's just like you you are atrocious smelling, and you, there's there's no, and then oddly enough, normally it's somebody walking with a significant other. And at that point, it's like, How I would that? hope Liz would tell me, it's like, Mike, you fucking stink. <laughs> Do something. I mean, if you're just, like I say, I, I guess the skid roll bomb is like, how closely are you going to get to the skid roll bomb? Again, no excuse because the Skid Row bum could go to the Salvation Army, could go to this, could go to the river, could go here, there, and everything. But I'll almost give him a pass or her. Yeah. But the person walking with their significant other is like, well, how, how is this working? You stink so bad. I mean, you, you can almost imagine what a 69 will be. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. All right. All right. Where are you at hey, with your beer, Mike? Yeah, oh, I'm almost done. Uh, Let's finish this bad boy off. All right. You went first. I went first. Now you're up first. I'm up first. Like you said, uh, save the best for last. I'm actually, I don't know if I can go a 4.0. I almost like to. Let me contemplate that just for a second. Uh, I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to go 3.9. All right. You and I are right along the same line. It was, like I said, I rate my beers on the the beer of the night. Clearly my favorite. I'm going to tad under you. I am going to rate the Spinal Crusher from Right Brain Brewery a 3.88. And who wins the can for, I mean, which, uh, I mean, obviously uh, uh, Right Brain Brewery actually, wins the can I, tonight. Oddly enough, I think the uh, Concrete Dinosaur is the best looking can. Okay, so Mike says Concrete Dinosaur. I'm going to say... Oh, it's between Spinal Crusher and Concrete Dinosaur. This The Spinal Crusher catches my eye a little bit more. So I'm going to say Spinal Crusher. All right. All right. And once again, happy birthday, Stuart Scott. Happy birthday. And as I look into my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And you ain't got to go home.
but you got to get the heck up out of here.